0: Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, October 10th. And we start with local news. At approximately 7.13 p.m. on Saturday, October 8th, Columbia Fire and Rescue was dispatched to a reported structure fire at 903 Locust Street in Columbia. Firefighters arrived on scene to find heavy smoke coming from the structure. Crews entered the home to find fire in the kitchen that had extended from the stove to the cabinets above. Columbia Fire and Rescue was able to swiftly extinguish the fire without incident. No injuries have been reported. According to the National Fire Protection Association, cooking causes 49% of all reported home fires, 20% of reported home fire deaths, and 42% of home fire injuries. Please always keep fire safety in mind while preparing meals in your kitchen at home. A unique opportunity has surfaced for the citizens of Spring Hill to aid in disaster relief for Florida in the aftermath of last week's Hurricane Ian. The city is currently undergoing preparations to implement new to sidearm garbage truck service. Nearly 18,000 new waste containers have been delivered to residents who will no longer need the old containers. The plan has been to place old containers at the curb on regularly scheduled brush pickup days for public works to pick them up to be disposed of. That is about to change. With the help of waste management, along with HOAs and property managers, plans are underway to gather the old waste containers in a central location where they can be picked up by the city and shipped to the affected area in Florida where they will be used during the disaster response. From now and extending through 12 noon on Wednesday, October 12th, residents are asked to deliver their empty and cleaned-out containers to the amenity center in their subdivision. If a resident does not have access to an amenity center, you can please drop off your can at one of the following locations. Fisher Park, located at 4285 Port Royal Road in Spring Hill. The Spring Hill Library, located at 144 Kedron Parkway. Behind the Shell Station at Buckner Road in Route 31, the Public Works Building, is the final space at 3893 Malin Moore Road, also in Spring Hill. The City of Spring Hill appreciates your assistance as they seek to aid our Florida friends impacted by this terrible weather event. Murray Regional Medical Center will host the free Your Medicare in 2023 seminar on Friday, October 21st from 2 to 3 p.m., featuring an explanation on how Medicare participants can evaluate plan changes for the coming year. The event will be held in the Murray Regional Annex located at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. Sherry Craig with the State Health Insurance Assistant Program, or SHIP, will provide information on which what changes could be made in the Medicare Part D, prescription drug benefit, and Medicare Advantage supplemental plans in 2023. The seminar will also address the importance of performing an annual plan comparison and changes in Medicare costs. The Medicare Part D annual enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th, Murray Regional Medical Center encourages all Medicare participants and anyone planning to enroll in the near future to attend this free seminar. To register, visit the classes and events page on murrayregional.com or call 931-381-1111, extension 2445. In addition, Murray Regional Medical Center SHIP volunteers are trained to offer assistance to Medicare recipients who would like their Medicare Part D options reviewed. To make an individual appointment, please visit volunteer.murrayregional.com to obtain a form and return it to Volunteer Services. Forms are also available in the Volunteer Services Office at 1222 Trotwood Avenue, Suite 112 in Columbia. Once the form is returned, individuals will be contacted to schedule an appointment for a one-on-one review. Columbia State Community College welcomes Jason Katrin and his little big band to the Cherry Theater on Thursday, October 13th, as part of the first Farmer's Performance Series. Catron began singing at the age of two. His first song was Jesus Loves Me at his small church in Kentucky, where he grew up. Jason has just released the first single, King of the Road, from his new project, The Nashville Songbook. This has been a longtime dream record in the making and takes Catrin back to his childhood roots of singing songs from the American and country songbooks and looking up to singers like Sinatra and Tony Bennett. Catrin's heart is to encourage everyone he meets, and having toured in some of the greatest venues from Vancouver to the Vatican, listeners will be inspired by Catrin's velvety vocals and a talent that is truly a gift. We are very excited to premiere our 20th performance series season with Jason Catron and his little big band, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. It will be exciting to welcome Jason to the Cherry Theatre stage. I know our audience will enjoy the show. We are excited to see our loyal supporters and invite those that have never been to join us, she said. Individual tickets are on sale for $30 each plus tax for adults and $20 each plus tax for Columbia State students. To order tickets by phone, you can call 931-540-2879 or purchase them in person in room 113 of the Prior Administration Building on the Columbia campus Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. On the night of the performance, the box office opens at 6 p.m. in the Kenneth and Ramona Cherry Theater, located in the Wayman L. Hickman Building on the Columbia campus. Theater doors open at 6.30 p.m. and the show begins at 7. The Columbia campus is located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash performance dash series. Since 1959, the Columbia Noon Rotary Club has been flipping pancakes in Murray County. This year's Pancake Day will be held on Saturday, November 12th from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Memorial Building located on West 7th Street in Columbia. The menu includes homemade pancakes, sausage, and a choice of beverage. Most folks enjoy finding a seed and visiting during their meal. However, carryout is also available. Pancake Day is the Noon Rotary's Rotary Club's largest fundraiser and allows us to serve youth and families in the Murray County community through our club projects, stated Connie Massey, Pancake Day chair. The Pancake Day fundraiser is a long-standing tradition and club members are proud to say we have made our pancakes from scratch for 60 years, she said. The proceeds from Pancake Day help to support Noon Rotary's largest service projects. Noon Rotary provides over $12,000 in scholarships each year to area high school students and to one Columbia State Community College student transferring to a four-year college or university. Starting in 2021, the Noon Rotary Club began providing non-perishable food items for the Murray Regional Mobile Medical Unit. Rotary is also proud of the fact that more than 50 Eagle Scouts have come out of Troop Scout Troop 103, a troop sponsored by Rotary since 1960. Rotary's motto is service above self, and we are proud to bring that to life in the community projects we hold each year, Massey added. We are blessed that for 63 years the community has allowed us the ability to serve others by coming out and attending Pancake Day, she said. Tickets for Pancake Day are $10 each or 3 for 25 and may be purchased at the door on Saturday, November 12th or in advance from any noon Rotarian. This year, they are pleased to announce that children 6 and under eat free. October 9th through the 15th is Fire Prevention Week nationwide, and Columbia Fire and Rescue will be hosting Fire Safety Day at Fire Station No. 1 on Friday, October 14th from 1 to 5 p.m. Firefighters will be conducting fire truck tours, offering fire extinguisher training, free popcorn, and handing out free fire safety giveaways while supplies last. The theme for Fire Prevention Week this year is Fire Won't Wait, Plan Your Escape. Firefighters will be on site providing educational material and discussing the importance of having an escape plan in place before the event of an emergency. In keeping with the importance of planning ahead for emergencies, the Locator 911 will also be on site for the duration of the event to discuss their revolutionary life-saving emergency locator device. Columbia Fire and Rescue encourages the community to come out and join in on the fire safety fun. The City of Spring Hill is launching a new citizens portal for residents to request non-emergency services and report concerns easily online. In addition to quicker response times, the portal is designed for consistent service through enhanced project tracking and follow-up. Residents will be able to log in and report a variety of concerns such as potholes, traffic signal problems, damaged or missing street signs, vandalism, as important as City staff can track resident requests and monitor progress on specific assignments. Registration occurs when new users log into the Citizen Portal for the first time. Residents can access the Citizen Portal on Spring Hill's website and sign up at www.springhilltn.org. Residents can visit the App Store and search for Asset Essentials to install the application on smartphones or tablets, This innovation helps cities provide consistent and timely service using smart technology, said Spring Hill City Administrator Pam Kasky. We can track what's getting done and how long it takes, and managers will have data to measure progress, make adjustments, and respond to residents' needs. The new system is not used for emergency matters. For emergencies, you still need to call 911. The city portal is not monitored 24 hours a day or seven days a week. The Citizen Portal is a time-saving option many people will like. It does not replace other means of communication some may like better. On October 11th, Murray Alliance will host a forum for the City of Columbia mayor and vice mayor candidates at Columbia State Community College inside the Ledbetter Auditorium. Doors open at 5 p.m., and the forum will begin promptly at 5.30 Candidates for mayor are incumbent Chaz Mulder, who is running against Debbie Matthews. For vice mayor, the candidates are Bryant Jackson and Randy McBroom. Early voting begins on October 19th. The election will take place on November 8th. For more information on the candidate forum, you can visit www.murrayalliance.com. All events are open to the public and everyone is encouraged to attend. The Spring Hill Chamber launched its 2022 Think, Shop, Explore local passport presented by Groove Life, a program that encourages residents to get out and visit various businesses through October 21st. Residents who complete a passport by receiving at least 14 stickers from participating businesses will will receive a ring from Groove Life as a thank you gift and be included in a drawing for a chance to win a grand prize featuring gifts from local businesses worth thousands of dollars. After running a successful passport program in 2020 as a replacement for our experienced Spring Hill community event, which was canceled due to COVID-19, our board of directors voted to bring it back in 2022 to serve our business community, said Rebecca Melton, executive director of the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. With a chance to win a generous grand prize, the Passport Program provides an exciting way for our residents to explore several businesses and services inside our community. We want the program to generate new connections for the participating businesses that will ultimately lead to long-term revenue generation, she said. Passports are available at all participating businesses, as well as the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce's Welcome Center, which is located at 5326 Main Street in Spring Hill. The Welcome Center will also serve as the official drop-off location for all completed passports. A list of the business's addresses, a map with directions, grand prize information, and passport rules can be found at www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. I'm excited to be the presenting sponsor for the Spring Hill Chamber's passport program, said Peter Goodwin, CEO of Groove Life. We're looking forward to having you stop by our retail space, check out our product, and meet our team. Go find adventure! And keep grooving, he said. There are 32 local businesses to explore on the Passport. Columbia State Community College will host virtual Tennessee Reconnect information sessions during the months of September and October. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. We are thankful to be able to provide the local community with easy access to information about Tennessee Reconnect by hosting virtual information sessions, said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adults to retool their skills and attend Columbia State tuition-free. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must have already not earned an associate or bachelor's degree, have been a resident Tennessee resident for at least one year, completed a free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student, be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or certificate program, and must attend at least part-time, meaning at least six credit hours. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, you can visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. The next session will take place today, October 10th, from 6 to 7 p.m. The Pokeball will be returning in 2022 after a four-year hiatus. The event will take place on Saturday, October 15th at Antrim Celebrations on Pulaski Highway in Columbia. Typically held every two years, the 2020 Pokeball was canceled due to COVID, making this year's event especially significant. The 2022 Poke Ball is co-chaired by Kendall Stivers-Jones and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman-McLeod, along with steering committee members Lisa Butler, Eva James Crichton, Sheila Sheila Fleming, Joanne Pogue, and Julia West. Jones, who also serves as Poke Association president, said, We are so grateful to those who donated in 2020 even when we did not have the ball. The ball is our second greatest resource, just behind our community sponsors, members, and staff. Your support helps us keep this important history alive and keep it uniquely Murray County. And while we appreciate any donation, we would love most of all to see you at Antrim in October. Started in 1986, the Poke Ball is, the, is Murray County's largest black tie event and is the most significant source of funds for the continued operation of the President James K. Polk Home and Museum in downtown Columbia. The Poke Home is the only remaining home where the 11th President lived, aside from the White House professional staff interpret President Polk's life and legacy year-round, drawing visitors from around the world to Columbia. Murray County and Columbia has a real treasure in having the James K. Polk home. This home has seen Columbia from its earliest beginnings and continues to be an important part of our history, McLeod added. In what Jones described as our love letter to the businesses and people of Murray County who sustained us through these difficult two years, the Pokeball Committee has prioritized support of local businesses through the planning process. Invitations were produced by local business Bryson Leach of Good Sign Design Company. Drinks will be provided by the Dooleys and Fuzzy Duck Liquors with dinner by Chefs Paul and Chrissy Jensen of The Dotted Lime, featuring Tallgrass Meat Company, and tablescapes by Amy Montgomery Home. Following dinner, guests will dance the night away with music from Skyline Drive. The Poke Ball is open to all active members of the President James K. Poke Memorial Association. For more information, you can visit www.jameskpoke.com forward slash events, forward slash the dash poke dash ball. Anyone with questions about membership to the Poke Association or about sponsoring the Poke Ball can contact the Poke Home at info at or by phone at nine three one five zero five. Eight zero one nine. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Nancy Doris Ann Chaddock dale 72, retired CPA for Deloitte CPA and resident of Columbia, died Saturday, October 1st at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Dale will be conducted on Monday at 12 p.m. at First Presbyterian Church. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. Mrs. Amelia Dell Parks Dean, aged 87, a proud resident of Murray County, passed away on October 4th. A graveside service for Mrs. Dean will be conducted on Monday at 3 p.m. Morton Cemetery. She'll be buried in Morton Cemetery in Leftwich Bridge community. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. Clifford E. Johnson, Sr., 92, retired lab inspector for Union Carbide for 36 years and resident of Columbia, died Wednesday, October 5th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Johnson will be conducted on Tuesday at 1030 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Jones Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Monday today from 3 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things. So the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours. And we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have mainly sunny skies today with a high of 76 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low of 40. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today.
1: Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too
0: at Shelter Insurance.
1: Residential and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931 309 1644. 931 309 1644 Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you've given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrenshome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. A recent Pew Research study found that reducing health care cost is a top priority for Americans. Tennesseans are asking Blue Cross for help, but we can't do it alone. The best solution is doctors, hospitals, drug companies, and health insurers like us working together to lower the cost of care. Together, we can help families get the care they need at prices they can afford. Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station.
0: Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Governor Bill Lee does not plan to pardon those convicted of marijuana possession in Tennessee, despite a call to do so by President Joe Biden. On Thursday, Biden pardoned all people with federal convictions for simple marijuana possession. The move could free around 6,500 people from legal issues. But the vast majority of marijuana convictions occur at the state level. I'm calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses, Biden said on Twitter. Twitter, just as no one should be in a federal prison solely for possessing marijuana, no one should be in a local jail or state prison for that reason either, he said. Jade Byers, a spokesperson for Lee, said the administration was not considering issuing pardons for marijuana possession. Biden's decision comes as he tries to shift away from decades of federal policy toward marijuana, which he called a failed approach. Biden said he's asking the U.S. Attorney General and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to look into marijuana's classification as a Schedule I controlled substance. Under that classification, marijuana is considered more dangerous than fentanyl and on the same level as heroin. Sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has upended too many lives for conduct that is legal in many states, Biden said on Twitter. That's before you address the clear racial disparities around prosecution and conviction. Today, we begin to right these wrongs, he said. Vanderbilt University Medical Center has paused gender gender affirmation surgeries for minors as it reviews new international recommendations for transgender patient care, the moves occur amid increasing scrutiny of its transge- transgender healthcare clinic practices from Tennessee Governor Bill Lee along with other GOP and conservative religious leaders in a letter from Vanderbilt University Medical Center to Tennessee Representative Jason Zachary a Republican from Knoxville Vanderbilt said the medical center paused the surgeries as it reviews guidelines released September 6 from the World Professional Association for Transgender Health in Friday's letter Vanderbilt said it began its transgender health clinic in 2018, citing the high-risk transgender people face for mental and physical health issues and its patient patient population under age 18. Vanderbilt said an average of five per year received gender-affirming surgical procedures. These were not genital procedures, the letter said. Contrary to some media reports, all were at least 16 years of age. None had received genital procedures and parental consent to these surgeries was obtained in all cases. Vanderbilt University Medical Center's letters to Zachary stated, None of these surgeries have been paid for by state or federal funds. The revenues from this limited number of surgeries represent an immaterial percentage of Vanderbilt University Medical Center's net operating revenue, they said.
1: Do you have fallen trees from past storm damage? Is your home or other structure threatened by dangerous trees or limbs? Let us help you clean up your property and make it safe again. Call Veteran Tree Service today for a free estimate. Veteran Tree Service is a veteran-owned and operated business. We are licensed, insured, and experienced. After years of serving this country, we are proud to serve this community. Give us a call today at 931-797-3474.
0: Veteran Tree Service. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. And now our final story, grab your best costume and celebrate spooky season at the zoo, the Nashville zoo during booze at the zoo. This adults only event features unlimited booze samples, trick or treating live music and plenty of party animals with some of the best vendors and festive scenery. Booze at the zoo is sure to be the wildest costume party in Nashville. Some of the signature booze at the zoo features will be open to treat your inner child. Take a stroll through trick or treat trail to get a few treats and Explore festive scenes, then meet Gordon the Talking Pumpkin for some classic jokes and sassy one-liners. Enjoy free rides on the zoo's carousel and ziplon line all night. Sixteen adult beverage vendors will be there to offer unlimited samples of their best beers and cocktails. Local food trucks will also be in attendance with food available for purchase. You can join the costume contest for a chance to win a behind-the-scenes tour. The zoo will be all decked out in festive Decor perfect for your Instagram photo shoot. Most of the zoo animals like to go to bed early, but some party animals will stay up till 8 p.m., including Andean bears, Sumatran tigers, and the flamingo flock. Be sure to see the special themed animal show at the amphitheater at 730 and watch out for animal encounters throughout the night. General admission is $79. It's for ad- adults age 21 and over. The entry time is 6.30. $10 from each ticket supports the zoo's conservation efforts. Designated driver tickets are also available for $49. You can get your tickets at NashvilleZoo.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOMWKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.